Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. (laughs) I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings, and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs, and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them I don't feel secure and honestly I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive so really really recommend it love it and I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening Fiona because I love their collection so if you use the code lovebites20 it's applicable on full price items only this can be used online and in store so there's two stores in Dubai one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach they also ship globally if you're buying from outside of Dubai then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture which is brilliant news thank you so much El Couture The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. I mean, is it like a squirt? Is it like a... Like as in a water gun right to the eyeball? Or is it more of a slow leak? You know? Oh my god, I don't... Welcome to Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about, like the period blood that you get in your pants and then stains and you can't remove it, ever. (laughs) I do love a period clot. Squirting. Squirting, ooh yeah. Do you know only 70% of women can squirt? I cannot. No, me neither. That was a thing. I've had so many men try. I've got a friend and she is in her early 30s and she's sleeping with a much older man at the moment. He's in his 50s. I mean, it's by the by, it's irrelevant to this story. <coughs> but he has been making her squirt. Um, How? I, well, I, I mean, she didn't really go into detail, but I expect through exceptional cunnilingus. And the funniest part of the story was she told me she'd only ever squirted once before and um, the squirting took place in a phone box. <laughs> there you go. Right, let me finish this. And of course, whatever dating feels you have or if you need any love advice, then email info at lovebitespodcast.com and we, and we will help a sister out. So yes, squirting um, is a mystery to me. It's not something I've ever done. And I'm so, not entirely sure I'm like all over the squirting thing. And I've never like been hungry to squirt. I've not been hungry to squirt either. Like I orgasm the normal way. There's a medium amount of liquid. And I just feel like why should squirt? I, but a lot of women though feel like they have not reached their sexual prowess unless, until they've squirted. I mean, like, is it like a squirt? Is it like a... Like as in a water gun right to the eyeball or is it more of a slow leak? You know? Oh my god, I can't. It's the, it's the, like the, <laughs> it's so disgusting. Well, I mean, it's basically that's... like this. I'll demonstrate with my Febreze. Oh, 
But that, that that's what my friend said has been happening. She's actually been... Oh my God, I just sprayed Febreze while I have the microphone. I'm sorry. So, I mean, just putting it out there, um, squirting is definitely something that we have to um, mm. explore. See, I've heard it's not... I've heard it's the... So what, squirt, what a squirt is, is basically the juice, which is actually a like sugary liquid. This is what I've heard. Nice. And I listened... I watched the Explained documentary about the female orgasm. And apparently it's, it's just liquid. It's not like... Uh, I think it's different from come you like female come well, there you go well she i don't wants, know she once squirted in a phone box and <laughs> she seemed to have a lovely time um how has your week been oh it's been great so just, so i basically messaged laura on wednesday night going oh my god i've got something to tell you we then didn't manage to record the podcast on the day we did so it's been two days hence that message and i've been like dying to tell you what's happened so let's get to it what is so up, okay first of all i have to update everyone the barber thank god did not happen and i'm so glad because i actually look back on him and i don't fancy him at all okay i look at him and i'm like no, I just don't fancy you at all. So it didn't it didn't happen and I'm I'm so grateful for it because I think if I had seen him I would have actually just not been that into it. So got the ick. I got yeah, I got I actually have the ick now for him and I think it's just because I think he's a bit of a knob and he mm-hmm. always was a knob and I just have no time for it. Anyway, so moving on. So I basically went on a date with someone who said basically whilst we were on the date came out about the podcast he said he would listen to it. So he approved the nickname we're about to give him, by the way. So went on a date from Hinge, actually. And okay. So my sister has always said to me, I really want you to find someone through Hinge. Because Hinge in London, I, don't, I think it's different in Dubai for our Dubai listeners. But Hinge in London is like the good one. Where okay. like people are normal on it. Unlike mm-hmm. Tinder and like maybe Bumble. And I was like... I've never really had much luck with it, to be honest with you. All my kind of past dates of late or over the past year have been not been from Hinge, maybe Mm -hmm. like one. Um, So basically, he's a complete and utter silver fox. Oh, love a silver. My boyfriend's a silver fox. So as I like to remind you, Laura, I'm basically just trying to replicate your boyfriend. (laughs) And I'll tell you why. Okay. I went out with a guy with the same name as him mm-hmm. once. And Laura's boyfriend basically has a really unusual Irish name. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I swiped yes to this guy was because it was the same name as Laura's boyfriend. Because I think Laura's boyfriend is the perfect man. Um, I then just went out with someone with the same occupation as him. And now mm-hmm. I went on a date with a silver fox. And Laura's boyfriend is a silver so basically, and what did you think? I mean, aside from the grey hair, what did you think about the man attached to the head? Okay, so I'm probably, I am quite aware that he's he might listen to this, but let's Hi, just friend. go for it. Hi. Hope <laughs> you had a great well. time. Hope you had a great time. You would have told me separately that you had a massive knob, <laughs> so we're all good. <laughs> um, excellent girth. Excellent, excellent uh, texture. <laughs> 
tasted great. Mary, so Mary. Mr. Mr. Sorry. Um, Silver Fox. So, okay. Silver Fox. So, basically, I will say this statement, and it's quite mm. a bold statement. Right. When I first saw him, I was like, yes, like immediately. Mm-hmm. And it continued of me liking him and fancying him through our entire date. Now, that hasn't actually happened to me. My sister just was round and we were talking about it. And she was like, when was the last time that happened to you? And I was like, I actually can't remember because whenever I've gone on a date or had boyfriends or anything, I've actually got the ick, mm-hmm. but I've pushed, pushed, quote unquote, pushed through because all my friends were like, oh, no, don't, he's a really nice guy. But actually in the end, instinct is probably what you should the be. The ick kicked in. The ick kicked in. I didn't have the ick at all. I fancied him straight away. And what we a just, revelation to not honestly, have the ick. And I, we had the best date ever. <laughs> so tell me, what did you do in your date? Like, what we just went, we went to, well, we went for dinner and uh-huh. laugh, thank God we can actually like do that now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fucking freezing. Um, and we just had the best date. Like, he was such a great guy. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had that kind of date where you, there is just, it's just so easy breezy. Can you give us any details? Um, well, it, is, it wasn't like, there's nothing really like exciting to say that like, we just had this like great time. He's so... really great. And then we left and he did the thing, which is my favorite thing, mm-hmm. which I've talked about before, which is making a plan whilst you're on the date. So yes. there's no ambiguous behavior. Yeah. So as we left the date, he said, that was a really great date. When are we doing it again? And I was like, oh, bravo, because there's nothing worse because you're feeling like you're having a good time. Mm-hmm. The other person could act like they're having a good time because I'm just a great date. You're but... great date. And did you have a smooch? We did have a smooch. Okay. But it was very polite. A little bit of tongue? Oh, I can't, do you know what? I can't remember. Maybe it was like a 20 second smooch. So maybe... I love those early smooches. They're yeah. they're magical oh God, and they're so, so nice unless they're stabbing you with their um Yeah, there was no tongue. um there was no like l- like washing machine oh or God. like cat tongue. The yeah. lizard the lizard so, tongue. So he didn't need a Gatorade. Like he, he, didn't, need, need, <laughs> he didn't need a Lucas <laughs> to give your vulva a good course of microdermabrasion. <laughs> um it's so funny that you mentioned the ick I live for um la la let me explain. Um I am obsessed with She's her amazing. social media account. And she did a Insta poll mm. this week for people to submit things that give you the ick, right? And honestly, they are the most obscure things but they are so true. Like some of them included, um, he said, holly bobs or uh, let's go for brekkie or... I say those things. Yeah, I know. But when it's a man saying it, it's a little, it's yeah, it's a like little bit different. Or um, he always carried around a handkerchief. Now, this got me th- to thinking, okay, because I love my boyfriend dearly and he is a great dude from head to toe. He's unlike anybody I've ever ever dated before. He doesn't give a fuck about fashion. He doesn't give a shit about how he looks. And um, he's just a super down to earth, big, gentle giant, right? But in the early days, um, there was definitely a moment when he did give <laughs> me the semi-ick. I remember. Yeah. And there was a period of a month where I was like, it's he's just not for me. Um, and he knows all this now. I, you know, we still joke about it and stuff. But 
when the first time that I saw him, he had on the most atrocious pair of shoes I've ever seen a man wear. Like, um, do you know loafers that you boys used to wear in upper sixth? Like the ones that just, just slip your foot in and there's like the, the stretchy bits on the side. Yeah. And they kind of turn up at the front. He wore those, but in brown with baggy jeans, but not like cool baggy jeans, like your geography teacher on a school trip baggy <laughs> jeans. Um, and he, yeah, he, 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 he gave me the ick a little bit. And then he also, he's a little bit posh, right? Um, and he would say things like toodles or, yeah, um, he wouldn't say, are you done with that? He would say, are you dunsies? And I kind of kept quiet and I just was like, oh, fuck, why does he keep saying these words? Why can't he just say, are you done or cheerio? Um, and then I think after about the sixth date, I was like, I'm going to have to say something. I was like, listen, your shoes are really bothering me right now. Um, he's like, throw them away and give a fuck. And I was like, okay. Um, but this might be a little bit more personal, but it, it kind of makes makes me cringe a little bit when you say toodles. You're not like a seven-year-old girl. And he's like, all right, okay. Um, and then obviously as time has gone on and I've fallen in love with him, he still says those things, but they don't give me the ick. But in the beginning, when you're not sure of somebody, the most random, obscure details yeah. can literally turn your fucking stomach. Um, yeah. I do, you know, I do wish that my growing ass boyfriend wouldn't say toodles, but you know, that's par for the course. I'm also the world's biggest fucking melter. And I'm sure a lot of things that I do give him the ick. Um, but I think that's different. That's a different ick factor, because there's there's ick which I'm talking about, which is I'm not attracted to you. Ick. Okay. Your your ick is more. You'll get you're cringed. I would say it's the cringe factor. Like you'd be like if you, he said toodles, he'd be like, oh, that's so cringy. But I'm still attracted to you. Whereas well, that's the I'm thing. In like the early, in the early yeah. days, I wasn't attracted to him. And you know, you you've met guys in the past, and you've said from the beginning, <laughs> I'm not attracted to them. And I have encouraged you to maybe power through a little yeah. bit longer because I do think for a lot of women, attraction doesn't come instantly. Like there's been very few circumstances in the past that I've instantly been attracted to somebody. I'm always a slow burner. Um, and quite often a guy's personality emerges beautifully and you end up fancying him. Mm -hmm. Alternatively, he shows himself to be a massive fucking knob end and there's no attraction whatsoever. Yeah. So I am a big advocate in not putting yourself through unnecessary strain or pressure to force yourself to find somebody attractive but I do think that it, it can come with time I agree and like for this instance with the silver fox his personality for me was absolutely cracking like if he didn't look the way that he did I personally find him to be very attractive a, like a beezer gentleman like holy shit I was like you're so good looking and God, then we sat so down nice. and we just had like the Great best crack and mm -hmm. we had it we, we were literally like talking about like philosophy and then we were talking about big, big penises it was it was so good so you really got into it yeah it was we we obviously spoke about the podcast because it did just come up and i also find that it is like a so this one this one guy 
um when i mentioned the podcast basically like freaked the fuck out and was like Mm -hmm. you're using me for content and i was like mate we've got enough fucking content like you're literally like the first 10 minutes of the show i can understand that i can but like i definitely need to be with a guy that's gonna be okay with this selfish self-assured and (laughs) yeah totally fine because we joked right in our group chat with the girls and I was saying if my boyfriend told me in the early stages, oh, by the way, I've got a sex podcast, I'd be like, yeah, cool, no worries. I'm totally chill with it. But then I would spend my nights crying, worrying in case he talked about my fucking saggy tits or whatever. <laughs> you'd like, you'd be always worried. Is he referencing like that dilapidated vagina? Do you, is that mine? Um, so it would take a really self-assured confident guy to get mm-hmm. on board with this. Um, we did say that, didn't we? We were like, I... I will need, but in general, I do believe that podcast or not, I really need to be with a very secure guy. And because all my past boyfriends, my three main boyfriends of my life, long-term ones, have all been extremely insecure. And I actually think the insecurity of all of them have been why we haven't worked out. Because in some ways, why we've broken up have been because of all sorts of reasons, but actually the crux of the problem was they were insecure so moral of the story i need a secure guy he this guy's great Mm -hmm. second date is in two weeks because he's got a few birthdays and things like that which Mm -hmm. is fine um oh god this is funny so he's he's a little older love it how old is he um he turned 40 yesterday Mm -hmm. and good age he goes to me um, he was like, what are we doing again? Whatever, when we were standing on the street. And then he was like, I've got a few birthdays. So how about first week of May? And me, fucking millennial over here goes, first of May, like fucking horrified because it wasn't like next week. And then my sister was like, you know, like our generation, like we don't like call a message all the time. You have like such a thing about like being constantly in contact and like having to see each other every single week. She was like, me and my husband, when we first met, didn't we, our second date was six weeks apart. She was like, relax. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, of course. Like after it, I, like when he said it at first, I was like, what? It's like, why did I not act so cool? Do um, you know what? <laughs> Following our podcast last week, um, I know that we have both been in contact with Lisa, who's the relationship coach. And oh yeah, she's she was fab. Fantastic. Like she's so informative and she is um, a Northern Ireland based um, relationship coach. And she talks incessantly about people's love languages. And when she was listening to the podcast last week and you were talking about Mr. Handcuffs and you were saying, you know, he's not really being very expressive about how he feels about you. And obviously you were um, saying that you were feeling just you weren't you weren't having your needs met in that sense that he wasn't telling you lovely things and saying lovely things. And obviously I was agreeing with you because I'm a big believer in, you know, saying what you want from the get-go and if you're not getting it then walk away and she was screaming at us um saying no 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 he has a different love language totally than you and when you're with um you know your partner whether long term or in their in the early stage it's it's axiomatic to really ascertain what their love language is so instead of us cracking the shits and being like oh my god he doesn't give a shit and he's so unresponsive actually his love language is different in fact you know what i'm gonna do right this very second i'm going to tell you the love languages and i asked lisa i know i'll say i'll say what they are 
go ahead. I think I'm all the love languages because I'm the <laughs> neediest fucker on the face of the planet. And so, I expect those things, but I also give them, I feel. Hit me up, Fiona. What are the love so languages? So I actually, after <clears throat> Lisa tagged us in that Instagram, I actually had a full-on, basically, therapy session with her after. Oh, I'll tell you about amazing. it in a sec. Yeah. So the love languages are acts of service, mm-hmm. gifts, giving, receiving gifts, physical mm-hmm. touch, quality time, and what's the other one? And I've forgotten. There's a oh. fifth one. Okay. Get them up. Do you have them? Is it... Um... As you can tell, this podcast is absolutely not scripted. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Anyways, uh, we'll, we'll get back to you on those, but... Um... Yeah, it, words of words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. She basically said to me, "My love language, which I didn't think it was, is words of affirmation." Because whenever I've done this, so that you're amazing. Quiz, you're, you know, yeah. I love spending time with you and things like that. Okay. See, I've done this bloody quiz, and my love languages came out as gifts and acts of service. <laughs> Okay. But actually, she pointed out that actually it's words of affirmation, which I do agree with. She then went on to basically tell me that I have an act- anxious attachment style. Okay. So attachment styles as well is how we to, like are in relationships. So there's anxious attachment style, there's fearful attachment style, there's avoidant, and then there's secure. Everyone okay. obviously wants to be the secure attachment style, which is you're very secure in the relationship and you're very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the avoidant is where you basically avoid the situation. You don't want to like discuss it, which she basically said, Mr. Handcuffs was an avoidant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Fearful is one of the most dangerous attachment styles to be with because they don't like themselves and they don't like you either. They just don't want like they just don't know how to handle. Anxious is basically when and she said it so clearly, I can't wait for her to be a guest, but she basically said that an anxious attachment style, which is me to a T, is basically that I'm so anxious that whoever I'm with is gonna leave me, that I go for the people that are gonna leave me because then it's like in a way I'm making myself feel better that mm-hmm. my thoughts are correct that that person was going to leave me and I was right so she said that avoidant so, oh. and anxious always find each other <clears throat> and why do you feel like people are going to leave you what why is that in I your mind? think it's because I had an ex-boyfriend not Alex who was my most recent ex-boyfriend my ex-boyfriend before that him and I had a very tumultuous ending to our relationship where basically he turned around and was like I don't love you Mm -hmm. and it was so I was so heartbroken Mm because I would say before him I was actually very normal and like like loving my life and I was so heartbroken that since then I'm so scared that it's going to happen again because I've had someone that I love basically say I'm never going to love you that I don't I'm so scared it's going to happen again I didn't know that, Fiona. That really, that makes me feel really sad. Yeah, it was horrible. And I think as I know it as well, like even like, you know, this is why the whole booking a date whilst you're on the date thing, it seems such a small detail, but it makes someone like me feel so much better because I then don't have to second guess mm-hmm. what the other person's thinking. Because whenever I've left a date before and no one said anything... I've gone home anxious as fuck, basically being like, does he like me? I don't know if, is he going to message me? Should I message him? And I'm not secure. Okay. 
Which is crazy because... You're the most I, secure person. I know I'm great. And, and so, so many weird. other senses of the word. The thing is, I know I'm great. That's the thing. And so many people who are, have this attach, anxious attachment style know they're great people. I know it. Mm-hmm. And, for, and I've got so many friends, but it doesn't... But then it's just, I don't think I'm... I've gone out with the right people mm-hmm. because they haven't given me that security. Do you know what? I've, um, I think as well, when you get older, you really get battered yeah. around the ring of dating, right? And if you've had your heart broken, by God, it leaves a mark. Yeah. Oh, I've still got, and it, I've had a whole relationship since, but it's still, it, it definitely it leaves, leaves a mark. mark. Um, and I've got some friends that say the same thing and, I become incensed because I'm like, you're the best girl. Yeah. You have totally. got so much going for you. Like, I can think of three friends in particular who I constantly have these conversations with. How phenomenal they are as women. Um, and I always want to say, but who cares about the man? But that's, that's duplicitous of me because, of course, you want to... De- you want a boyfriend, you want to feel the connection with somebody. Yeah. Like everybody wants to feel love. Everybody wants to to be in a healthy, loving relationship. Um, and no matter how brilliant things are in your personal life, if you feel like you're lacking your other half, so to speak, that can that can be all consuming, actually, especially if you haven't had great relationships in the past. Perhaps if you've been continuously broken up with. Um, I've one f- friend in particular. And by her own admission. She brings a little bit of intensity to her mm. relationships. Because she's so desperate to avoid what's happened in the past. I.e. somebody <clears throat> has broken up with her. That she she brings a little bit of. Mm, I, um, I want to say desperation to things yeah and I know she'd said to me Laura but it's easy for you to say that you're in a in a really happy committed relationship but at the start of this year Fiona you know you know the history with my my previous relationship I'm not painting any bad pictures but for quite some time it wasn't great and I actually felt lonelier the last year of my relationship with this person than I did do when I was single and the first four months of this year, I was stone cold single. Like I didn't even go on a date. And I was able to bring my A game to my current relationship because I was completely at peace with myself. I worked on all those broken bits and I addressed things that had happened and feelings in my relationship in order to bring the best version of me to a relationship. Because if I had a gotten together with my boyfriend straight away after my relationship I would have brought so much emotional baggage and Mm. shit I would have projected the issues that I accumulated over the years and I would have projected that right on to the other person and I guess with what you're going through Fiona um and you saying that you feel that um, what you now know is anxious attachment I mean how do you resolve that is that a case of building your own confidence building your your own self-assurance because to me you're the most self-assured person I know you smash it professionally you're you're surrounded by great friends and family and you're the best girl so 
what is it about relationships that are then making you feel anxious? I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it is because, so actually what you just said brings us very nicely into a listener question that we got, I got actually mm-hmm. yesterday. By the way, we're going completely off what we said we were going to talk about, but it's fine. You know, we never, we I need know. to start even just writing points down. We, we should go, get we get on and we completely freestyle, which is great, but we're just, we go so fucking rogue. But yes. This conversation is completely freestyle, but I will say what this thing is. I actually heard it penned for something else, but it, it's very well, it's what we're talking about. So she asked, when is it too soon to start dating after a breakup? That was the question. Mm -hmm. And for me, I have, interestingly, so apart from my three ex-boyfriends who were all quite insecure, they were all probably from very similar backgrounds to me. They were like, they were a lot of common ground. But within those time periods, right, I have gone for a guy that has complete is completely different from me because I think that's what I want. And mm-hmm. that's what I think brings my et- anxious attachment style because they're, they're not right for me. And also I don't know how to deal with them. <laughs> okay. Because I go, I, I attract, I'm attracted to men that are not interested in me because I've, because it's this atta- anxious attachment style where I'm trying to prove myself right that that person's going to leave me. It's a weird psychological thing. She explained okay. the whole thing to me. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why. And until someone comes along that's basically going to be like, make me feel relaxed, which in some ways, Mr. Hancock's did to an, to an extent, but we just didn't have enough in common to sustain Okay, and the that's fair enough. But my point about the when is it, when is when is the right time to basically start dating again i was talking to the listener and i basically was like i've always jumped in quite soon Mm -hmm. how how soon okay so (laughs) you weren't you weren't working with me at this point you hadn't joined so this is a really bad story so basically i broke up with my ex who broke my heart Mm-hmm. I then started a job literally the next day, which is where Laura and I met and we worked together. Um, but Laura hadn't joined the company yet. And I basically turned up single and we'd probably been broken up like two, three weeks. Then my old boss, Lucy, messaged me and was like, I have a really great guy. Can I set you up? And I was like, I know it's too soon. I'm really still hurting, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go on the date anyway. Because I was like, to get out the the classic phrase to get over someone you get under someone which gotcha. to me i don't think should be a be a thing but for so many years i definitely thought to get over someone you get under someone anyway so i go on the date with this so she then gives him my number we start chatting he looks okay like not like that great but whatever i was like but she kept saying he's the coolest guy you'd really get on he's really great we go to um a restaurant in Dubai. He, he was like 20 minutes late and I was already like, oh. I'd already had two drinks because I saw an old client of mine and he came over and basically was chatting to me. So I was two drinks in when he arrived and this guy just sat there, like turned up. And it was one of those things where like, my, my date this week, I was like, absolute yes. This guy, I was like, absolutely not. 
And I was like, I don't know how, he was so pompous. It was just like a really bad date. Mm-hmm. But I, instead of basically doing what most normal people do would do, which was basically politely end the date and be like, Sen- okay, see you later. Mm-hmm. I'll message you and probably either tell him that you're not interested or whatever. Mm-hmm. I proceeded to get, this is also middle of the week. I proceeded to get absolutely shit faced. Mm-hmm. Like I was so drunk. We then met up with some of his friends I was so drunk that I literally couldn't see my face in the mirror. He was like, do you want to come back to mine? And I was like, yeah, I don't fancy this guy. Why would I go back to his house? I then go back to his house and we basically drink a bottle of champagne. So at this point, I am like off my tits. Rocker, yeah. We then start getting together. We get into bed. We start having sex. And he was on top of me. And I don't know what happened, but I suddenly out of nowhere started feeling tears coming God, down my this. face. You started crying mid-sex? And I started crying during sex. And he suddenly stopped and looked at me and was like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I just broke up with someone. <laughs> and I like threw him off me. And he was like, oh, it's okay. I mean, the poor guy. Fiona, you were squirting, but from your eyes. From my eyes. <laughs> Oh, wait, hang on. Can you give me one second? My doorbell's going. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Oh, my Jesus. I'm just going to continue to drink a wine. Sorry. Don't worry. I'm just finishing um, a glass of wine. So if if anybody is a wine drinker and you're into white wine, I highly recommend green wine. It's a wine from Portugal and it's slightly effervescent. So there's a slight fizz to it. And the green comes from like, it's made of apples and things like that. Um, And it's absolutely fucking delightful. So if you can get your hands on a bottle of green wine, it doesn't look green, by the way, it's kind of, it's still white wine looking. And that is a cracking addition to a summer garden party. Oh, delish. FYI. Anyways, you were crying your eyes out. Anyway, I was crying my eyes out. And then he was like, um what do you want to do? He was like, you can stay if you want. And I was like, no, it's okay. And then I just like grabbed my stuff. And we'll see this. This is the thing. When is the optimum time? It's they, like, how long I is just, a piece of string? Because I think there's no right time because I have gone, I've done it very quickly. Like after top, after, I nearly said his name. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, after that guy, um, it was very soon and it was clearly wrong timing. Whereas with my ex, my most recent ex, just say his name, whatever, fuck it. Um, Alex, <clears throat> um, that I broke up with like a year ago now. I went on a date with someone quite soon, but I'd be no- I was already over it by the time. Mm-hmm. So it, I think it's it, it all depends on how you feel. What do you it, think? 100%. And that's the thing. Every relationship is different. Therefore, every um, ending of relationship is different. It depends. Were you the one that dumped or were you the one that was dumped? Because yeah. a lot of yes. people, you have to be cognizant of the fact have mentally um broken up with this person yeah. sometimes a month yeah. ye- a year yeah, years yeah. before they actually do the breaking up yeah alternatively somebody can break up with you and you can be heartbroken to the point that you think you will never recover so when i um i've been broken up with before and i have been sore like heartbroken 
my soul has been sore and I had no choice but to go into my little nest of healing and I would have spent months and months working on myself and the thought of dating somebody else would have traumatized me Mm. and I would have done it for all the wrong reasons and I would have ended up crying my eyes out during sex so I abstained from that alternatively I've ended it with people and being able to jump into the saddle, so to speak, pretty quickly because I was never really that bothered about the relationship, yeah, I, at least I, in the end that. stages. So my my um on, answer to that would be, you, if you can look inside yourself and and assess whether you're in a good, clear headspace, then go for it and go dating. I mean, dating is really good fun. We talk about a lot of the horror stories on Tinder, like... um you know, hey, show me a picture of your vagina after two seconds. Or like me who got blocked on Tinder because I shared a picture of my banana bread and not my vulva. Like, you know, there are there are downsides to Tinder dating, um, online dating, etc. But equally, there's some really nice guys out there. Yeah. We all, like, look at our um, our mutual friend. Um, she met her husband on Tinder. They're happily married. So many people meet their mm. other halves yeah, online yeah. dating. I think when you're in a good headspace after you've broken up with somebody, it can really do a lot to build your self-confidence. And um, alternatively, it can drag your fucking self-confidence down to the pits of hell. However, if you're in you're in a good mindset, then those things don't really matter and you're not so affected. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think it all depends on the person. Um my best friend actually it was probably one of the only times we've had an argument she ended a relationship with somebody after 10 years and she when I we were at school together she was always super pretty all the boys fancied her and I was always like the like the wee like chubby ugly friend that the guys were like oh does she have to come with us and she was like yes she does have to come with us so I would always be like the third wheel like in my little tracksuit fuller tracksuit and she used to work in Kukai she was a Kukai girl but I worked in Marks and Spencer's food hall you know that really shows you the cal- the difference in our calibers <laughs> you know aesthetics right and she would go from guy to guy to guy because they just ate her up and I always used to hang back and like frigid Bridget like you know in the corner of the club wearing a trilby because I thought that was cool and when she broke up with this guy after 10 years I was like please don't jump into a relationship with somebody else give yourself time you've always had a boyfriend you always jump from one relationship to the other in hindsight maybe I just wanted to have her to myself for a couple of months Mm. and she met somebody after two weeks of ending oh her two year or 12 year relationship whatever engagement and I remember saying to her for fuck's sake come on can you not be by yourself and I was almost berating her for it because something it obviously triggered something in me and I was like can you not just be by mm. yourself and appreciate your own company anyways <clears throat> she married this guy they're oh together God. for 10 years they've got two kids together I'm you know live around the corner from them so it all depends it really all depends and she told me um rather abruptly and she had every right to do so um back the fuck off I had broken up with my ex at least a year before I actually broke up with my ex so for for nearly a year I've been recalibrating and I've been making this exit plan and it worked for her you know she she married the guy and it's irrelevant whether it was two weeks two months or two years so I'm just in awe of 
pe- women, or men, no, women mainly because I can relate. I struggle. So I've had relationships that I've like had boyfriend relationships, but within those gaps, I've had three main ones. Within those gaps, basically, I've had like I've dated like multiple multiple it's not like I've dated like one or two men I've dated I've gone on like multiple multiple dates and I I just don't know how people can get out of a relationship they meet one person and then they're suddenly like they're both obsessed with each other and then they're in a relationship and I'm like and like I hate to say this but I'm like there, there is a part of me and I'm sure many women will relate to what I'm about to say is like what's wrong with me mm-hmm. like do I not give an amazing date I do am I not hot and like have a great personality and like have a good job and all these like boxes ticked yes so what is it about me that's different from the person that can get into relationships so far when people are like suddenly like when I always get baffled when people are like oh yeah we've been seeing each other for a couple of weeks I'm like mate I can't even get to fucking date three like for me to get on to date two or date for me to get on to date three is like Wow! Like the fact you know, that- there is nothing wrong with no, you. I know. Just, you <laughs> I know. haven't met the person that uh, you haven't met the person that sees the wonderful things in you, or perhaps they can see them, but maybe it just doesn't align with where they're at. Because also, let's be honest, timing is a huge and crucial yeah, and yeah, critical factor. True. I strongly believe that there is somebody out there for everybody, and <laughs> how sad that you have to ask yourself what is it about me there's nothing wrong about you it's just something in that person that that it's more about them than it is about you but I I also understand that there's piss there's there's piss there's (laughs) piss in the world there's people listening to this that will feel the exact same way as you Fiona I know I know that it's become less so in this side of my life like it was more prevalent to me in my my past two relationships since Alex my ex who I had a very lovely relationship with it just didn't work out this uh, this single streak that I've had I've I felt less so like that but still when I have you know have gone on a date and it hasn't worked out I'm like oh for fuck's sake and I know that so many women because we got so many messages after we said and I think we said this last week about people resonating with the breakup story Mm -hmm. of basically feeling exactly the same and I know that so many women will feel exactly the same when I say what is wrong with me or like oh I can't believe I have to go through this again Mm -hmm. and I think that's what it is it's exhausting I'm just like oh I'm so bored of it now like I'm just like I just I want a nice guy that's gonna like say nice things to me have vanilla sex and just be friends with my parents bring wonderful things to your yeah, life make me and happy. give you and peace and it. joy I and tranquility I literally and, don't ask for much <laughs> and just just somebody to sit and have a kiss and a cuddle with on the sofa yeah, because that's all. as important as sex is and it is definitely the glue it's the it's the small things that really matter it's the it's the day to day um and those bring so much um those things bring so much joy to your life but it's like have sweet loving make sweet love to me and then say i'm pretty after it and, and then, bring you a mcdonald's when you're hungover bring me go and buy your tampons whenever yeah. you're due on 
Make um, me a cup of tea in the morning. I literally don't last for much, yet it seems to be very difficult. Well, Laura, we have not stuck to anything that we said we were going to say, talk about. Are we nearly fit? Why, are we nearly done? <laughs> We've got a bit of time left. I actually had a fantastic story to read out, which basically I will have to read out next week. But it's basically, I'll give you some context to like excite you for next week, but it's actually a male listener. And it's a very interesting, basically he wrote me an erotic novel and I'm really excited to read it out. We didn't get it to it today, but that's totally fine. Didn't get to Tinder buyers either. That's fine. Can I tell you a really <laughs> quick story before we yeah. go? So, you know, the way my mom and dad are like really devout Catholics that yeah. find the mention of sex really weird and awkward. So I went to see dad last week and my dad's a very socially awkward person as it is. He's very friendly and outgoing but he's just weird and I noticed he was being exceptionally weird with me and he almost couldn't look me in the eye and I was like what the fuck is wrong with you dad? And he was like oh well you know the, the old podcast and all and I was like yes you, I've been honest with you and he went well I, I might have heard a bit of it and I was like what the fuck and he was like one of the girls in my office played it um in my company and I got 10 seconds in and basically I had the girl had to run out the door she was pissing herself laughing because my dad's face dropped so he what heard the, hi we are um blah 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 love bites we talk about this this and this oh, so shit. dad heard something and he actually thought to himself God, my daughter's actually not too shabby. She's talking about real life issues. She's talking about food banks. No, I was talking about food wanks. <laughs> and he just looked at me and he said, I just never thought that, I never thought that those words would even enter your brain, never mind come out of your mouth. And I was like, well, I fucking told you. I told you not to listen to it. Whoever this girl in is in your office, she is fucking with you big time. That is so good. Uh -huh. Food banks, My poor dad wings. should never have to listen to his daughter say food wank or I keep on saying food, food wanks. wanks. <laughs> food wanks. I'm so glad he didn't tune in um, listening to any of the issues relating to anal or teddy wanks because I kind of feel like food wanks is kind of clean, right? It's kind of PG thirteen, isn't it? A foot wank. Yeah, it's not so bad. Well, my a client of mine um, listened to the one where we talk about buttholes and then sent me an email with everyone on CC, including his business partner, and said uh, something, whatever we were saying. And then he goes, um, can't wait, because it was last Wednesday, can't wait to listen to your, <laughs> to more, I can't wait to hear more about your butthole tonight when I listen to your podcast. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think um, I don't think I've ever discussed arsehole so much in my life. But um, I'm getting laser on Thursday. Can't wait. So my you're getting your be laser. Fresh. And are you gonna are you gonna have um, give yourself a little bit of a a detox um, bleach? I'm job? gonna get. I want to get a, a douche. Apparently, it's like a colonic. You stick it up your ass, and then you squirt water up there, and then you basically like push it out. People do it when they have anal. Not that I'm planning to have anal. Yeah, well, and do you know what? We'll talk about this another time because obviously we're both not anal aficionados. No. Um, and we've got one friend in particular and he absolutely loves, loves the crack. And He's gagging he, to talk about anal. Uh-huh. And he has so many good tips that if you want to get into it, um, things to do that can help the process much more enjoyable. And one of them includes yeah. douching. 
my, my one thing I will say what, before we end is that with the silver fox, I am going to abstain from the sex for as long as possible. Okay. Okay. Because I actually like him. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? And I always find... Enjoy the dry riding stage. That's the fa- That's my favourite stage. Keeping your clothes on and just furiously rubbing your vagina on his knee. Are you there? <laughs> was that so bad? <laughs> Sorry, this delay. If anybody's listening and there is a kind of a, a second or two delay, it's because the Wi-Fi in my house is Laura has ancient. shit Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh my god i'm literally in the middle of the country here so i am sorry okay um yeah just 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 stick with the dry okay we're gonna go because laura's wi-fi shit all right well okay laura stop talking because your wi-fi shit (laughs) okay um if you would like to get in touch please do email us at info at lovebitespodcast.com or send us a dm we love your dms at lovebitespodcast underscore we're also on tiktok (laughs) what are you saying see you later Okay, Laura's gone. Okay, love you. Bye.